Okay, make sure you push that red button. <laughs> it is pushed, or at least it was pushed. I should check it again real quick just to make sure. Okay. There you go, yes. It says recording, so if I screw up, it's not my fault. <laughs> How's that for a great political statement? If I screw up, it's not my fault. That'll work. Welcome to the GM's Corner, a Brewster Baseball Association podcast where we put general managers on the hot seat and try to steal all of their best secrets. Of course, sometime along the way there, then I edit them all out so I keep them for myself because that way I get to win more. I am Ron Collins, the general manager of the Yellow Springs Nine, and today I've got a special treat. I've got James Walker, the GM of the Hawaii Tropics, here with me. Uh, I think James stepped into the Tropics seat this offseason. Is that right, James? Right after guiding Istanbul to the Umeba's United Cup for its first ever playoff appearance and its yeah. first ever championship. That, that that was your transition period, right? Yes. I'm uh, as Yellow Springs nine general manager who goes to the playoffs multiple times and never wins. I just cannot possibly fathom what it's like to go to the playoff once and then win it at the same time. How does that work? <laughs> Uh, I got really lucky. That's all. I like you more and more because then that means that it's it's all me being unlucky. That's right. It, it's not my fault. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> <laughs> well, James, uh, maybe we could start. You could give us a little bit of background about who James Walker is. Um, you know, you're uh, relatively new within the BBA community, and and uh, give us an idea of. Uh, where are you from and what do you do? And Well, I'm uh, from El Paso, Texas. I was born and raised here. I uh, joined the military at a young age and went across all over the place around the world. And then I uh, got out of the military and I became a United States Border Patrol agent. And I spent over 20 years in the Border Patrol, retired last year. And uh, I don't do anything now. I do whatever I want to do. I play this game constantly. And uh, just have fun with people. It's 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 a good time. I like that. What is your uh, what is your uh, strongest memory about a place that you've been at traveling with the military? Um, what was your most interesting assignment? Uh, probably uh, working in uh, Panama and Colombia. Those those were the two uh, most exciting and. Uh, wild places i've ever been to <laughs> well what made them exciting and wild if i can uh, if i can pry so deeply being in the jungle <laughs> I bet that would be very interesting yes <laughs> it can you can get some weird things happening to you like uh all the uh all the panthers and the and the mambas asps and rain and all that other good stuff the, the wildlife and everything it's it's nuts well, you mentioned spending a lot of time talking about this game. Uh, it feels like uh, from your entry into the BBA, um, I mean, obviously you're new to the BBA, but it feels like you have quite a bit of out-of-the-park experience. What is your background with the game? How did you find it, and how did you find the BBA? Well, I, I used to play years ago. I was I, I played uh, uh, fantasy baseball and other sports, and uh, I kind of – got uh, irritated with it. A lot of cheaters and people coming in owning a lot of teams and, and trading with themselves, and it got annoying. Then uh, this kid came in on a website and opened up a, a OTP league, and I didn't know what it was, looked it up, 
joined it, and then I found out he was a cheater too. So uh, <laughs> you can cheat I, everywhere, I suppose. <laughs> all right. So then I, I said, you know what? Let me uh, go check this out some more. And I went right to the forums, and uh, I had already owned the game and found other leagues. And I joined uh, the POTD. I don't know if you heard of the Pioneers of the Diamond. I have heard of it. All right. I joined that league, and I'm still in that league today. It's, that was what five, six years ago. And uh, started playing there, and it just expanded from there. So how many leagues do you play in? Right now, eight. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I'm a little crazy with it. <laughs> See, that just totally blows my mind, because when I first started in Out of the Park, I did make an attempt to, to juggle multiple leagues. But for my personality set, which I think is weird for the general public of OOTP online folks, um, I just almost can't get satisfaction out of playing just one or playing multiple leagues. I need to play one league and make it become so real to me that it boils into my bone marrow, right? Um, and as soon right. as I start splitting out into multiple leagues, my brain starts going haywire. So I'm, uh, the idea of being able to play in eight leagues and keep them separate is just like uh, foreign to my brain set. So, so how did you find the BBA? Uh, well, I found the BBA on the forums, and uh, it was just the the I, I guess the immensity of it, how uh, big of a thing it was with the the stories and and uh, the media guide just blew me away. I first saw it maybe in 2015, and that just blew me away with everything that was going on there. Mm-hmm. And, and I would go and I would read stuff and. I knew it was there, and I'd always watch it from afar, but but uh, I'd say, well, maybe one day, and then one day I did. I joined. So what made you – what was the toggle? Uh, I don't know. Maybe because I had more time on my hands. I said, you know what? It's time to do it. And uh, we didn't have any uh, – uh, I didn't have another writing league like uh, we had with our previous uh, with my previous league. It w- we wrote in that one, and uh, I, m- I kind of miss that. Even though I'm a rank amateur, I'm horrible at it, but I, I like to have fun with it and and just write stupid shit. Well, I think that's actually the the key to all writing when it comes right down to it. I mean, if you end up being obviously, I am a writer, and so there's a certain level of whatever associated with that, right? But at the end of the day, the only thing that really sets your writing apart, no matter what you're doing, is whether you're having fun with it, I believe. I fully believe this to my heart. So as long as you're having fun with it, uh, it doesn't matter what your skill set is. It will that, that fun will come through, and it will be fun to read. Um, that's my story, and I'm sticking with it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so, true. So compare all of your other leagues uh, in, in the BBA. Uh, how are we similar in your mindset uh, to other leagues and where do we is it is it all writing and is our difference uh, in the writing aspect of it or do we have other things that are equivalent in the in different I will eventually get a reasonable question out if I just keep rambling long <laughs> enough you get the gist yeah I, I think this league is similarly the, the the style of gameplay that every every GM has is there I think that flows from league to league but what sets this league apart is the creativity, uh, guys making polls, uh, making the, the, the food thing that's going on right now is just 
you don't see that in other leagues. Isn't the, that awesome? <laughs> it is. It is. I jumped on it as soon as I saw it. I said, I'm going to jump on this shit. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the podcast, the amount of podcasts in this league is, is just way above everybody else's in the other league. Uh, it's just the, just like I said, the creativity sets this league apart. Yeah. I like that in the ballpark thing. Um, I, I love that. Uh, this morning, I guess, or last night, when all my days are running together here, James, I just don't, um, all this quarantine <laughs> stuff and the massive things, I just, whatever day it was, I just riffed off of um, Joe's ballpark thing, because he wrote, <laughs> he used his ballpark thing to write a team news about his <laughs> fans suddenly puking on his crunch burgers, and I thought, well, I got to do something with that. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm waiting to see what the responses are going to be from some of the other guys. So, um, you know, yeah, I I appreciate that. I think that's a I think that is an interesting concept because I hadn't really um, I agree with you 100 percent, but hadn't thought about it that aspect the raw creativity people bring to this. You know, the meme of the day and Mike's doing his vizzes and everyone has their thing that they uh, roll off roll off on. Uh, you know, Sean Marco's dry wit um, <laughs> in some of what he does, and, and Alan Ehlers, Ehlers was doing uh, things like that, although he's gotten um, a bit sidetracked here recently. They're just, it's a fun little league that way. So, um, you came through Istanbul to Hawaii, and I've had the opportunity now to chat with several of the Umeba GMs, both uh, in the Umeba right now and having made the transition. And I'm starting to get to a point where I'm asking a standard question about how hard was it for you to decide to leave Istanbul uh, in this particular case and move into the BBA? Was that uh, anything that did did you struggle over that decision at all, or was the was that always kind of a preordained thing for you? Oh, when Matt asked me, I was like, hell yeah! You want Hawaii? Hell yeah! There you go. <laughs> So, so yeah, but in a, in a way though, I, I did get attached. I'm, I'm still kind of attached to Istanbul. Uh, I got attached to those players writing about them, and just over that short short period of time, and and uh, I am still kind of attached to that team. What is a classic James Walker team? Um, how are you going to work toward making the tropics yours? And um, you know, uh, what's your what's your preferred brand of of uh, baseball? Well, I, I like. Uh, uh, Contact hitters, I like the. Uh, they don't have to be power. I can any any brand as long as I can hit the ball, get on base and hit the ball. Uh, pitching wise, I like the the movement guys. I'm one of those movement guys, but most of my teams are crappy. So <laughs> I'm up and down. I've won I've won in a few leagues. It's just I'm up and down. I believe in drafting and and developing players and and then uh, kind of signing some guys to to fill in the gaps. I really don't like to trade unless I have to, and uh, I think for with this Hawaii team right now, I'm, I'm going to have to make a trade. How so? What do you think your holes are? What are you going to be trying to work on? I need some offense. It's it's got to I got to help my pitching staff out. I mean they're they're all right. They're in the middle middle third of uh, in pitching, but uh, they're in the bottom third of of hitting, and I need to 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 improve that. Um. So what are as you're looking around how how do you go about trying to find a trade? Well, usually with the tropics I have a 
good pitching, so everybody wants that. <laughs> so they actually come to me. So uh, I've had a few offers, and, and I'm thinking about them. I still have plenty of time right now, uh, but once that uh, trade deadline comes, I'm going to have to make a move. Uh, right now I have to talk myself into it because I'm not a big trader, and I have to. I, I end up talking myself out of it to my detriment, but uh, I have to talk myself into it. Yeah, I think you're in an interesting situation there in Hawaii because um, in the weaker Pacific Division, um, you know, that 22 and 26 record that you've got is sitting at third place on the edge of a wild card. So it it looks I'm very, very interested to see what you're going to do with that team in the next year and two and three years, because that feels like you're right on this. Um, I guess I'm looking for your reaction to this. It feels like you're right on this fulcrum point of being able to leverage into a powerhouse in the Pacific. I'm not sure where to go to make it happen. <laughs> right. So what is your reaction uh, to that basic position? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think you're you're right. I mean, it's uh, this team is at a tipping point. It, it has been probably for the last two seasons, uh, maybe even three, because he's been around – Little, but uh, two games over 500 the last two two seasons. So this team's at that tipping point right now. Uh, uh, he's got a, a a great right fielder in in, in Campbell here. Uh, I, I found that rookie that was down in uh, AAA and he looked like he was ready. So I brought him up. That uh, uh his name is uh I call him Doki Southout. I don't know how to pronounce it, but the center fielder. Uh, I sent I brought him up. Uh, there's so, there's some good players. I'm uh, just streaming those, uh, platooning my uh, my catchers, trying to get the most out of them as I can because that's my weak point is uh, offense behind the plate. What is your um, preferred, uh, I guess, kind of style of organization? Do you prefer a, a team that is kind of always on the edge in if you had your choice, right, between the two? You have a team that is always on the edge of contention and able to compete consistently. Or are you kind of more of a boom and bust guy looking for your window and trying to drive to uh, drive to the top, willing to realize that you have to fall fallow for a few years to rebuild after that? What? How do you like to? How do you like to play the game that way? I'd rather be in contention all the time and, and uh, make a smaller move that 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 I can see where my weakness is on my team and fill that hole than to be a a complete uh, boom or, or a bus team because of a bus team, you're going to have to fill all your holes. Well, that sounded nasty. You're going to have to, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to fill all the holes and uh, you have to do it by different ways. Usually th- just through the draft and, and, and build that way. I, I'd rather be a steady Eddie. I always think that's interesting because you can see the differences in uh, general managers um, in this league and in some of the other really long-running leagues, you can see them actually play out, right? Some of the smaller and, and quicker leagues, it seems like uh, with lots of turnover, you don't really get a flavor for that. But you can definitely see differences in the way GMs go about things once they're in a league for three, five, ten years, right? Right. Um, so that's that's always interesting. Let me... Uh, let me put you in the traditional lightning round, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you in a corner and shine bright lights in your eyes and and make you spout off all these very important uh, answers to very important questions. Um, Jaywalk 100. What is the 
What is the root of Jaywalk 100? What does that mean? Well, it was the first screen name I used on ESPN in the Fantasy Leagues. So I just stuck with it out of uh, keeping things uh, the same. There you go. And so 100 is just a number. Yeah, because it, Jaywalk 1 didn't work. 10 <laughs> didn't work. So 100 worked, and I said, fuck it, it's 100. There you go. <laughs> Uh, what are your favorite sports? What do you What do you like to focus on? Oh, I, I love baseball, but I also love my Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, uh, hey. non Cowboy fans, but <laughs> and uh, hey, guy in Texas, you gotta you gotta follow somebody who's close, right? Well, if you well Dallas and El Paso is about six hundred miles away from each other, so yeah, but in Texas, that's <laughs> just uh, across the street, right? Yeah, that's a day and a half drive. So <laughs> that's a big ass <laughs> state right there. That's yeah, all I got ridiculous. to say. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But you you actually were born and raised and grew up and everything in Texas, so you're you're comfortable with that. Um, oh yeah. Other than the Cowboys, baseball. What are your favorite teams? Who are your Who are your baseball teams? Oh, I'm a, an Astros fan. I know some people are going to hate that, but. I am an Astros fan. I, I went to my first game when I was probably 10 years old in the Astrodome. And I watched, uh, I don't know if anybody will know this guy, Doug Rader oh hit a walk-off walk home run against the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've uh, always enjoyed watching the Astros uh, in my old, old uh I played in fantasy leagues too back when men were men and you had to do all the stats yourself and stuff. And my uh, pet hatred right now is, uh, not right now, but ever since then, has been a, a kid named Gerald Young, who was this super speedy oh, yeah. guy who was supposed to steal like 700 bases a year and and just flat out couldn't hit. Um, <laughs> but I'd keep him on my team for like two or three years, just waiting for that day that he was going to learn how to hit and then steal 700 bases. But unfortunately, that never happened, so... Yeah, hey, I've got another question there uh, around Astros. My understanding is that every uh, season ticket comes with a free garbage can to Astros fans. Is that a? Is that true? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that, but I'm, I'm, it might be true. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, how many crappy catchers will it take um, for you to trade Alaric Wollenberger to me? <laughs> uh. Two more than I already have, so four crappy catchers. So two, two added to the two I already have. Oh, okay, I've got those. So we'll make that deal <laughs> offline here, and we'll post it here really shortly. Um, be, uh, out of the park pitching. How do you analyze a pitcher? How do you weight the ratings? What do you look for? You said you're a movement guy, but I mean, there's a there's a bunch of different ratings that go into a pitcher. How do you kind of segment things out? If if two pitchers are of equal movement, um. Which ones do you want? Well, I'm going to tell you a secret. Well, that's the whole idea of this but podcast. This, this has to be wiped clean. I, I will definitely wipe it completely clean. It's just between you and me. <laughs> I have spreadsheets. <laughs> oh, I like you already. With formulas. And when the draft comes out, I plug those. I have the whole – I just set up my uh, – my screen to the everything I want stats and uh, potentials and I plug it into the, the formula and uh, spreadsheet and let it go do its work. 
That's how I can manage all these teams at once because I use spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So let's talk. Let's go down the next level of depth in those formulas and weightings and stuff. What are the What are the things that you weight on on pitchers? What do you care? Well, about? it'll be uh, little things like uh, let me let me open one up so I can give you a, an example. I'll look for uh, for like their role. Uh, if their role will be uh, a, a starter or a relief pitcher, uh, that'll determine on how many pitches they have. Uh, I will look at uh, their their pitch. So if they have uh, three pitches, they'll get a good score. The, the more pitches they have, the, the higher the score, but that'll also go off of the pitch rating. It's <laughs> There you go. It's very, it's kind of complicated. And then also on top of that will come, I have what's called, I call it risk. And that's with their work ethic and with their uh, loyalty and, and injury risk. Injury goes into that. Their competition level goes into that and everything is scored. Very cool. And I'll look at uh, their rep- like repertoire, their stamina, uh, hold runners, their velocity, their movement, their stuff, and their control, and I can change those variables in my in my uh, spreadsheet and come up with what I want. Do you separate out by uh, pitch type? I mean, cutter, fork ball, sinker. Do you have preferences over pitch types? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I put that all in the in the in the, uh, in the form because it'll come out with uh, it has a fastball potential, changeup potential, curveball potential. Uh, slider, uh, split, uh, sinker, cutter, circle change, all of them, knuckleball, Very cool. uh, knuckle curve, and it just breaks them all down into what they're good at. Alrighty, last question in the in the uh, extremely painful lightning round. What is your <laughs> favorite time at a ballpark anytime, and why is it your favorite? First pitch, because that starts the game. <laughs> I like that. I love, I love the first pitch. I I have uh I'm a season ticket holder for the El Paso Chihuahuas, the Padres Triple A team. And uh we don't we don't miss a game. We go every night. Yesterday was supposed to be opening day, but with their situation now, nobody can go. Right. So uh but uh that's my favorite part. Yeah. First pitch. Triple A baseball is like perhaps the best experience in baseball that there that there is. The games are generally uh, cheap enough, and the play is good, and the ballparks are uh, small and intimate, and the food is good. I spent many, 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 many hours in both Louisville and Indianapolis at the. Uh, at the AAA ball, at AAA games there. So, yeah, I, I, if we had a, a team here semi-close by in Oral Valley slash Tucson, that's I would be spending a lot of my, my time at parks. So I, I'm jealous of you. <laughs> oh, that's where the Chihuahuas came from was Tucson. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, they left Tucson and uh, moved here in 2014. There you go. All righty. Well, you have successfully uh, navigated the lightning round. It is usual that uh, I I kind of shut up and let you ask any questions you would like to ask of me if you have any 
Uh, otherwise, we'll we'll move right on. So, what are your? You have anything you would like me to talk about? Uh, why haven't you won Alandis? Because I suck. <laughs> that, that that can't happen. If you're if you're good enough to get there, <laughs> there's something going on. <laughs> is it a, a mental block or what is it? <laughs> well, in order to have a mental block, you have to be mentally there. I would think. I don't know. I don't know, James. I mean, um, yeah, it's um, it's annoying. <laughs> I can see that because I see as much as you've been there. It's like, wow, what in the world is going on? Well, it's it's um, you know, getting to the 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 most difficult part is that the of all the difficult parts, the most difficult part is. In each of the three times that I've actually made it to the Landis round, um, one, uh, each time I've ended up getting to essentially uh, the next, I made it to the next to last game the first time, and we, I think if I remember right, I was down four to nothing, and then or three to one or something like that, and um, and made it into game six and, and lost that in a dramatic fashion, and then. The next year, I made it to Game 7 and literally was like four outs away from winning the Landis when Bertram goddamn Hahn hit a home run that gave Jacksonville my ring. And then this last time, taking a 3-2 to two lead back home to Yellow Springs in order, and only to be swept by Chris and Edmonton. It's, it's like... Not only do we lose, but we get to the point where you can dangle the fruit right in front of all my fans, and then fate squashes it. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's a. It is a um, question for the ages, and I just have to assume that uh, it's that we want it too much, <clears throat> and so the fates are continually dashing. We are the Charlie Brown. <laughs> in the football of peanuts, you know. Right, right. And Lucy is everybody else. Yeah, and Lucy is everybody is is you know pick pick and pick and place any other team that you want in there. Right now I'm ready to punch Louisville right in the eyes. That that team is um, has always been my nemesis ever since the Stew days and now we've got Stephen Shaw who's a who's a um, online league buddy of mine giving me nothing but hell. So um I don't know. You tell me why I can't win a Landis, and I'll go with it. Well, it's just the way OOTP is sometimes. I mean, it does some funny stuff. You'll have somebody that'll dominate all year. They'll have 106, 110 wins in the in the season and get knocked out by the wild card team. It's just the way this this crazy game is. And I mean, that's in reality. There's baseball teams, or there's real, and that's real life that happens, right? Yeah, look at Seattle. Back when they had the what is it, hundred and what, sixteen games? Oh yeah, one. Yeah, and you know, for years Atlanta was a team that was very much like what Yellow Springs is going through, always chugging along the playoffs and never making it until they finally won one. So, knock on right. wood, maybe we'll win one someday. And uh, now that I've said that out loud, of course, now we won't win at all because. It's just how it goes. I don't know. We may not even make the playoffs this year. The way this last sim went, I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still a little early yet, but it's getting late being early. There you go. It's starting to get into the middle part of the season where it's not early anymore. There you go. 
Well, maybe uh, that's a way to move toward the uh, wrapping this one up. Let's talk about Hawaii for just a moment. 22 and 26, uh, what, your second or third, third, I think, in the Pacific? Yes. Give me a prediction. Where where will Hawaii wind up? Where are we going to see Hawaii in the playoffs this year? Right now I'm thinking keeping my fingers crossed for a wild card, but uh, I can see it staying the way it is, uh, just being out. Or I can see everybody else collapsing and and Hawaii just keep on chugging along. I mean, I could I could get a win streak here coming and uh, turn everything around. So right now I'm I'm juggling a few things, moving players around, trying to figure something out. But I'm also thinking on uh, maybe I'll have to pull a trigger on something. Yeah, and I think you're in a really like like we said a little bit earlier, and it's a microcosm in the big picture. It's a microcosm of exactly where you're at right now. Because even though uh, you're sub 500, um, you don't really have a lot on top of you right now as far as the, as far as the division goes. So if you do happen to hit a hot streak, you could put some real distance between yourself and that pitching staff. Could <laughs> you know? You just don't know when you got a set of pitchers that are that strong. Uh, you, you can easily rip off a 16 and four month, and all of a sudden things are looking pretty rosy. So. Uh, heading towards the trade deadline, I'm very interested to see what you're, what you cook up. Yeah, I just gotta uh, uh, not talk myself out of anything, <laughs> but also not give up too much because uh, that can also mess up your future too if you give up too much. Alrighty, well, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to chat about? Uh, no, I think I pretty much embarrassed myself and covered it all. Well, there you go. We'll we'll uh, we'll have to come back and complete the total embarrassment with another episode sometime. So, no problem. Uh, all righty. Well, thanks for your time today, and um, good luck. Thanks. Same to you. The Brewster Baseball Association is an out-of-the-park baseball league commissioned by Mr. America himself, Matt Rechtenwald, and competed in by an amazing group of outstanding general managers. Check us out at MontyBrewster.net. You have been listening to The GM's Corner, a podcast where we put BBA GMs on the hot seat. Music is Cool Piano by Tigerius and is used under Creative Commons Attribution License. See you next time. Until then, have fun, be safe, and always remember that even a boring team news is worth two points. <laughs>